Thank you, Gail. So everyone online can hear, hear is that right? I think we have as many uh, online as we have here live this morning with sickness and the post-conference, uh, you know, lull. And then, um, and then the weather. So, so we have a small group here. What, what I'd like to do this morning is do mission focus testimonies. So the testimony, so we can, we can get on, on the, the webpage and, and we can watch the conference virtually and, and get the information, okay? So in terms of a testimony, I, I don't think it would be quite as poignant just to say, this is what Joe McCaig said. Like we can, we can get that. I think what would be more poignant because we have a mutual faith, be, you know, because the Holy Spirit does work in, in our lives like that. I think the, the thing that would be most interesting is this is what Joe said, and this is how God spoke to me through that. This is what was moving for me. This is how I plan to move forward in faith response in response to what God showed me. Does that make sense? So you don't just want to re-preach a sermon, main points or something like that. Not that there wouldn't be value in that, but what I really want to hear is what God showed you. What I, what I really want to hear is what, what you're going to do in response to the, the Holy Spirit. And, and I would say just in general, so, so be thinking about your, you know, your testimony. And I think with all you folks online, those of us who, who couldn't be here live, I think we could still have you give your testimony, like we've got little speakers here, and we'll try to make that work. And Scott, you can DJ the, that process if, if that's okay. <clears throat> so be thinking about your conference testimony, what you want to share. And if nobody shares, I'm warning you, I'll just preach something. Like, I can do it. So, you know, Nobody wants that. No. <laughs> we <love> that. <laughs> let, let me say this about the conference, though, and I'm going to use Christine as an illustration. So I signed up for a, a race and I couldn't do it. I then signed up for another race and couldn't do it. Somehow the registration got transferred and Christine was actually signed up to. Somehow the Lord orchestrated it. So that Christine was signed up to run a half marathon. So that's a bit of a process, training that much to where you can run a half marathon. And so Christine trained and 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 ran and ran and ran and ran and ran. And she's ready to run her half marathon. She's actually in the phase of training where she's tapering down slowing down to build up some reserves and to be fresh on race day. So it's like two weeks out, she's tapering down. And because of COVID, they postponed the race. Was this a 16 week training plan is what you did? So a 16 week training plan and they canceled it or postponed it. So for four months later, so Christine starts her 16-week training plan over again. So now we're looking at 32 weeks of training 
to do this half marathon. So she runs and runs and runs and runs. She trains and trains and trains and trains, gets ready for race day. She's in the tapering phase because we're two weeks out and they postpone the race. So none of this was her idea anyway to run this race, but she can't not do it because she can't forsake the registration fee because that would be wasteful and, and, you know, she can't go there. So she's been training for 34 weeks, most of a year, and it, the event itself got canceled. So she said, you know what, forget them. I'm going to just go run 13.1 miles on the trail. So I was riding my bike. I was like her support crew. And I'm like, yeah, you know, I'm like her, she, you know, holding up the side, whatever, you know, and uh, water breaks. I get on my bike and I ride up and I get water breaks and you can do it, you know, and she does the race by herself. Okay. You can do a race by yourself. That's fine. But it is not the same as running with 10,000 other people at the Kansas City Half Marathon. It's not the same. And you can get the videos from the Mission Focus Conference. And you can watch those by yourself at home. But I'm telling you, it's not the same. <clears throat> Just like if someone doesn't join a fellowship, just like if someone doesn't come to Tuesday nights, there will be certain things about this body that you will never understand. If you don't join a fellowship, you're missing half of it. If you don't come to Tuesday night, you're, you're missing half of it. I, my, my percentages may not add up, but but understand what I'm saying. If, 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 if you missed the conference, then you really missed something worth getting. Some of the, like, it's like today's message. Did every, I hope everybody was able to catch Jeff's message from this morning. Um, if you didn't catch Jeff's message from this morning, then you may not know how to know if you're going to have gold at the judgment seat of Christ. Because you're just, you don't know. And, and that sermon may never get preached again before Christ comes back. So, you know, if you, when you miss stuff, it's not like just, oh, I should have attended service because God will be mad if I don't. <clears throat> when, when we miss stuff we miss it and god's word you know this book doesn't seem very big but there is so much and every chance we get and so i would just you know these conferences are super important and what i heard and eh, it's kind of probably set up my 2022 <laughs> what i taught what i heard what god gave us through the different speakers and teachers you know james five who heard james message from the first night okay game changer game changer just i mean if someone hasn't seen that or heard that anyway so i just i'm not trying to be um 
I'm not trying to like condemn or make anyone feel guilty. I'm just saying it's, it's, it's worth doing. It's worth being a part of and making sure you get that and, and um, getting those things that are taught. So anyway, uh, what, so let's do some, some uh, mission focus testimonies and we'll, we'll start with someone here and then we'll try to, we'll, we'll go back and forth, someone here and someone who's online virtually and just kind of share what it is that, that God showed you. So anybody want to start? It could be something spiritual, something God showed you from the word. It could be a very specific leading. Like, hey, God, God's, God gave me a timeline. God gave me a location. God gave me the next step that I'm supposed to take or an attitude I need to change. Like, could be anything. All right. Oh, Christine, come on. Now you have to come up here so you can be on camera so we can hear. So I'm going to try to find, try to find my notes because there was so much taught that uh, it all sort of blurs together in my mind. All the verses roll together. And, <clears throat> but basically James, when James was talking about being in love with the master will lead to, you know, that steadfastness and that dedication to the mission. It really uh, resonated with me because I tend to be very a very task-oriented person and have a servant's heart, and I want to help, and I want to serve, and I want to accomplish things, and, and I run by checklists, and, and I, I, you know, am uh, determined that, that the ministries that I'm part of are going to be done well, and I, I really um, listen to that story of that steward and how he was so dedicated in everything he did, and you know, and I started off being a little convicted that maybe I, maybe I get tired on a Sunday afternoon and I take a nap rather than finishing the ministry emails that I should or something like that. And, you know, he did this whole month long camel ride and then he, he's just so focused. But then when, when James really was talking about, you know, he was really dedicated to Abraham and all that the steward gave up to serve Abraham and, you know, his personal gain as heir of all that Abraham had. And, and maybe even if it was his kids that might have married into that family. And, um, but he was still so determined to see his master do well, that he had the determination and the ability to just steadfastly continue on his mission. It was all out of this love and adoration for the master. And I think sometimes I get so busy in the mission and, and I, and my heart would say, I'm doing it for the master. But I don't spend very much time with the master getting my instructions. I just sort of say, got it, I got, I got it, I'm off and running. And so that's led to this uh, conviction. And then Jeff Bartell just kind of nailed it for me this morning is that I need to slow down and take some time to seal my heart and study my thoughts in my quiet times and truly make sure I'm abiding and I'm resting in Christ. And I'm taking the time that I need to sit there because my brain already wants, you know, from the moment my eyes pop open in my bed, I'm probably already adding to my checklist. And I, I worry that if I don't write it down, I'll forget it. <clears throat> but to truly sacrifice my time and to sit with God in the mornings in my quiet time to study that 
and focus that time, you know, on him will bring about that, that love and adoration and that worship, the, the, you know, relationship that I need that can then propel me to greater places in the ministry, but out of that overflow of that heart of, um, just being in love with the master. So that's really kind of what God showed me. And so now my, my application is going to be to just take a moment and, and just ask God, okay, so at what point do I leave that, you know, abiding with you and begin to run with this? And so just a, a dialogue, I'm going to try to have this dialogue with God and find out where it is that I, I fall away into just a servant and a serving without my eyes on the master. And um, just take some time to journal and, and pray through my quiet times and, and just make sure that um, I am sitting there at his feet listening, you know. And so just taking some time to do that. So anyway, that's, that's where I'm at. Perfect. So if, if you didn't catch Mission Focus or Jeff's message this morning, I can contextualize just a little bit. James taught that, that, you know, the servant of the mission, that's like Abraham's servant who went to fetch a bride for Isaac. So a picture or a type of God's work in the world is Abraham's servant working for God. So Abraham would be God and, and Jesus is Isaac, the son who's looking for a bride. The servant was like the Holy Spirit at work going to, to collect the bride for the son. And then, and then Rebecca is like the church. So then if we can put ourselves in, in like the vessels of the Holy Spirit, the body of Christ, through whom the Holy Spirit works in the church age, then that's a picture of us in the world doing the work of the Father. And James went through and he laid out what the servant of the mission requires you got to have stamina and you got to be tough and all this stuff and, and we're all like yes yes i will sacrifice i'll have stamina and, and then and then and then james like while we all had our hands up james is like okay y'all who have your hands up hang on a minute and then he talked about being a servant of the master because that's what it said. That was the key. And then he, he flipped the whole thing and went back through those main points and, and said that the, the, the servant, he identified as Abraham's servant. Not just a servant to the mission, but a servant to the master. And the thing is, and James's point was, we can be really busy with ministry activity and be servants to the master and be all about our own stamina. and like, okay, <laughs> you know, Day after mission focus, okay, you know, and just with stamina and guts and determination and stoicism and all that good stuff, we're just gonna. And he's like, no, 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 no. I'm a servant of God. I know God. I love God. It's so good to be part of what He's doing. I get to be a part of God's plan, and it's completely different mentality to be a servant of God and not just a servant of the mission. And James said something like, <clears throat> it's possible to be a servant of the mission and not a servant of the master. Just do it in your flesh. You're all capable, smart, whatever. You know, okay, but it's not possible to be a servant of the master and not be a servant of the mission. So then Christine said that, that what God is showing her, Jeff Bartell this morning really just 
you know, put the punctuation mark on the sentence that God's telling her. And, and, and what Jeff said was worship isn't just singing a song. It is, but it's more than that. And we can know if we're going to have gold at the judgment seat of Christ, depending on the, you know, he said, giving is worship. Work is worship where you sacrifice your talents and, and time with God is worship. Those are different ways to sacrifice now. Worship requires sacrifice, and sacrifice brings about gold. And, and, and so anyway, time with God. God told Moses, come up to the mount and come up and be there. Come up to the mount and just be there. Time, time yes, just time with God. Jesus ordained the 12 to be with him. That's what Jeff just taught. So, so time with God and time is probably our most precious commodity. And to be able to sacrifice that time and for Christine, still her mind. The lists, just put them away for a minute and just, I mean, easier said than done. That's all Christine's mind is, is just a, a list of lists. It's all that's in there. More lists and more lists. No, I'm kidding. But seriously, for all of us, it's a challenge to just have quality time with God. Okay, so Scott, do we have someone? Oh, yeah. So Pastor Jeff in the youth this morning, without knowing what Jeff Bartell, so the other Jeff, the two Jeffs are preaching, and Pastor Jeff Grasher preached this morning that God's love language is quality time. So I don't know if you've read that five love languages book by Gary Chapman, but but you're you're supposed to figure out how other people are wired and then speak their love language by quality time, words of affirmation, acts of service, gifts, physical touch. Yeah. So anyway, that God's love language is so anyway, that, that fits right in. So Scott, do we have one online that that, that, that could share? I don't know if they actually show that. Uh, they can hear me. All right, so is someone online gonna gonna go? We have a volunteer there. Oh, Bill. Hey, Bill, can you say something? Uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's actually me, it's Paulette. So keep talking, Bill. We, we cannot hear you, but keep oh, talking it, and we'll see if we can get our tech worked out to where okay. he does, yeah. Okay, I'm unmuted. Can you hear me? Keep talking, Bill, but don't start yet. Just just hey. talk nonsense or something. Sing right. a song. It's Paulette who's talking. Can you hear me? We're still working on our sound here. Can you hear me? There's a little soundboard, a mini soundboard on this side. Does that go to these speakers? They're trying to figure that okay. out. We're working um, on it, guys. Just have patience okay. if you don't mind. Oh, that's fine. 
Please speak. No, no, I. Now. Can I'm still here? Can you hear me? No. Yeah, actually, I've never had oh. the online speak into the room. Oh, okay. Scott, if we put them up here. Yeah. Scott, if we put. Okay. We have to uh, tune up a device no. to uh, mm. turn up their speaker. Why don't we do a testimony from in here? Wagi, you can come maybe give a testimony and then we'll let our let Scott and Xander keep working on our sound. So Bill, just hang on, guys online. Um, we'll keep trying. Um, but for now, we're going to have uh, Wagi give a testimony. Yeah, in fact, uh, uh, there uh, I found a challenge in, in mission focus for, for myself. Uh, uh, only very, very quick two points to enjoy the master while you are doing the mission. Uh, sometimes we do our, our mission, it is just, uh, you know, a type of work or a type of, you know, with, without enjoying God. Uh, but to enjoy him in everything you do. Uh, this is, uh, uh, I experienced that, but uh, uh, when uh, Jeff Bartel yeah, taught about uh, plant or watering, so I, I was thinking uh, in, in myself that, uh, yeah, probably I will plant the church and I will die, but somebody will water it. The, the fruit will be belongs to, to the master, not myself. Let me play the part or the role he will give me uh, uh, until something will, will change or he will take me home. Uh, uh, let me do the, the, my, my part uh, as much as I can by his grace, enjoying him doing that and the trusting that uh, uh, somebody will, will water it or uh, uh, you know, was a challenge. That's why, uh, as, you know, even I am more serious 2022 uh, to give more time for, for this uh, vision God gave me uh, uh, or gave us as MBT for planting an Arabic English speaking people in Kansas City area. Uh, I am I am from the, the first day of the year. I'm just crying to the Lord that is, you know, to build to open more connections for for this direction uh, to uh, to reach. The, the planting the church. Yeah. So Jeff, to contextualize again, if someone wasn't here for 
Jeff's evening message during the week. Jeff preached on church planting and, and raised the question, well, is that biblical? Is the church ever called a plant? Are we supposed to plant churches? And, and is it strategic? You guys, we are at the end of the end times. Is it really strategic for Wagi to plant a church that's going to get, that's going to take 10 years to really gain a lot of influence in this community? Is that really strategic or should Wagi just go do something else? And um, yes, Paul said, I have planted that, you know, he, Je uh, Jeff went through a whole bunch of verses, but he landed in 1 Corinthians chapter 3. Yes, Paul says, I have planted, Apollos watered, but God gave the increase. And, <clears throat> and, then, and then Jeff said this also, I don't know if you remember this, Jeff said the harvest ends like it started. Mm -hmm. So when you harvest uh, your crops, you get the first fruits. There aren't very many of them. It's like, oh, look, a few cherries on the cherry tree are ripe. And then here comes the main harvest. And at the end, there's just still a few cherry trees, a few cherries. Um, and so we, you know, we're at the end. And it may be that the we're past the Philadelphian church age. And, and you know, but we can still be. We can still be the ones that are going to gather that maybe there's not going to be fruit during this time of falling away. But but not at look at what's going on at midtown so in other words someone's still going to be gathering let's let's let that be uh so the answer is yes and jeff bartell asked he, he finished with this question he said are you willing to be part of a church plant in order to increase your influence you could stay here. You could go out with disciple with evangelism once a month, and you could maybe win someone to Christ and maybe disciple them. And 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 you can serve here in our fellowship, and and you can continue in your studies. And man, praise the Lord! That's what we promote. That's what we put before people, and that would be a good thing. But if you go out, and there's ten of you. And you're planting an Arabic-speaking church, Arabic-slash-English-speaking church in Kansas City. You're not one of 500. You're one of 10. You will increase your influence greatly. Now, that's, that's a lot more on you. And you got to do more. It's a lot more work than just coming in here. Okay, so... You know, our, and so what Wagi heard from Jeff is that, yes, this is time to plant a church and, and, and be all about it. And then enjoy God's presence. The practice of the presence of God. Is, is God about his mission? Yeah. Well, then if I'm about his mission, I have fellowship with him in a way that I wouldn't have if I weren't about his mission. And, and, and so I don't know, that's, that's, that's pretty encouraging. That's pretty cool. Um, are, are we ready? Okay, let's try again. Let's try with Bill Glosser. Bill, can you try Sharon again? Uh, can you hear me? 
Yeah. Yes. We can. Was that Marla? No, it's Paulette. Hi, Paulette. Yeah. You want to share? Okay. Um, I've always struggled with the um, the judgment seat because I I have a hard time um, in my mind distinguishing that from uh, works versus grace by the death of Jesus. And um, his sermon today uh, really helped me to um, understand some things better. So like um, worship, it's all about worship and which, you know, it does say the judgment seat, we will throw our crowns to him. But it's like, um, first it's honoring God as God. And then, um, um, and then being obedient um, to God's leading uh, to make sacrifices um, as he commands us. Um, and that's where the fruit comes in. And then also walking uh, in holiness with God, uh, repenting from sin so that you're not in darkness, so you can honor God. And so that just really made a big difference um, in my approach to the whole judgment seat. Praise the Lord. Yeah, that was, it was so good this morning. Um, I, I agree. That was wonderful. So, <clears throat> yeah, the, the, uh, he, he kind of started with that, didn't he? He said, uh, normally judgment seed, it's like, hey, hang on, let me go get my sledgehammer. I'll be right back to preach about the judgment seat, you know, and it's like, ah, you know, and, and he, he didn't really do that. He presented it, you know, you don't reward or suffer loss, you know, it's not like doom and gloom type thing. And, and the way he laid it out was, was just really good. So thank you, Paulette. That's super. Um, you have to come up here. Okay, hang on. Lois doesn't want to. We. You can. No, you can. No, you can. Lois is blushing. Just give us a second. Okay, I'm gonna, I'm gonna translate for. Yeah. Okay. Okay, everlasting. Yeah. So the idea from her sharing is 
I, I learned how to focus on the master in worshiping and service. Uh, so uh, Lois is uh, uh, <clears throat> in in one one time or one night, two nights at mission focus. God spoke to her that is uh, uh, God, the master deserve worshiping and he deserves serving. And we would like or, or she learn it to just focus in her eyes on the master only no changeable anything else So, if we if we stay focused on the master, we can do the mission. If we focus on the mission, then then we end up in self condemnation. Oh, I didn't do good enough. Well, we're never gonna do good enough. Okay, and serving God and worshiping God and spending time with God can all kind of be the same thing. If we're focused on him, so it's not Mary or Martha. It's Mary. And then God told Moses, come up to the mount and be there. Oh, yeah, and then I'm going to give you some stuff to do. Jesus told the 12, I'm ordaining you to be with me. Oh, yeah, and, and you're going to go preach and do some other stuff. So, so it's, it's Mary, and then when God wants you to go get up and serve the tables, he'll tell you. But you'll be with him. You won't be going to Jesus saying, that's not fair. I'm doing all this ministry. No one else is helping me. God fix my spouse, my coworker. My... Oh, that's great. So anyway, but you guys get that, right? It's not Mary or Martha. We always present it that way. It's not actually that way. If you're walking in the spirit, it's, it's Mary then and Martha. But our ministry activity should actually just be one aspect of our fellowship. If I say, kids, come hang out with me. We're going to go build something. Well, building something is part of the fellowship that I've designed as I want to hang out with my family. It's not something instead of, right? Make sense? But if they don't come and hang out, and we're going to sit down, and we're going to eat together, we're going to watch the Chiefs win, hopefully. Um, and then we're going to go build something. Like, it's all the same thing. So we make it Mary or Martha because we're just like that. We're pretty fickle when it comes to spending time with, God who just really like we ignore his love language because we're just that selfish but okay can we get another one online oh yeah you have to unmute if you want to share 
If not, that's fine. Okay. Yeah. We whoever that is, go ahead. It's Jean. Can you hear me? Okay. Hi, Jean. We can. Yeah, during the, the conference, I continued to just have uh, thoughts about a couple of actually locations. <laughs> Excuse me, you know why I'm home. Um, you need to cover that cough. We don't want to get COVID. So. <laughs> just hit in the middle of the night. Sorry, go ahead. Yeah. So, um, you know, there's an open kidding. door in Jericho in that area. So. Hang on, Gene. We're not hearing you. Okay. Did you accidentally mute, Gene, or something? <laughs> okay, Gene. I think we can hear again. Can you hear me now? Yes. Yes. Okay. All right. So just during the conference, I just, you know, as we're talking about, about planting churches and reaching people the gospel, um, there were a couple of geographical places that came to mind that, that, you know, just you're waiting on God to know when you can go or when, when you can send. And um, one of them <coughs> is in Jericho in the West Bank. Point uh, of contact there is Blood, and so I've been emailing him uh, the last couple of days. And he and I are going to talk on the phone Tuesday morning at nine o'clock, if you guys could pray about that. And what I'd like to talk to him about is I, I just sense that God is telling me that it's going to be time soon to go and send a group. You know, with COVID, we can't get in. That's what's stopping us. We could have gone a long time ago, a couple of years ago. Yeah. And that COVID has put a stop to that. And so I just want to talk to him about what that looks like in terms of a group. He said before, we could do whatever we want, <laughs> you know, maybe help with uh, home repairs or medical stuff or uh, children's ministry. There's so many things. Just yeah. really so I just want to pray with him about that and talk to him. And I'd like you guys to pray about that as well. Because um, this is, it, it, I've been sensing for just a few weeks here that the time is coming nearer, that we're going to have a chance to go through that door again as a group somehow yeah me well i i think you're right wagi and deb are gonna sit down and see if we can't put together a mbt missions trip to jordan uh, uh, egypt and maybe jericho i uh, uh and and so so yeah, Gene, definitely pray for that. Definitely talk with Toss. Uh, I, I think <clears throat> don't commit to anything. <laughs> don't commit us to anything. But but that same thing. God's doing so. Yeah, yeah, we just completed that email this morning, and so you know I was just waiting until at a time so I could have people praying about the phone call and about you know our conversation. No, I would not. I won't commit to anything at all. Yeah, but no, I, I think you're hearing from the spirit because we've been having those conversations, wow, Deb okay. and I and, and Wagi. And so we're going to try to put that trip together. Um, so that's pretty cool. That is cool. And then one other thing in Monterey, California, I'm mentoring someone and I'm also discipling someone. Um, the person I'm mentoring, I know the church that they go to. And um, I have wanted to talk to a pastor because I feel that 
if I'm mentoring someone in his flock, he should know what I'm teaching and know what's happening, right? And he was yeah. willing to do that at the very last minute, but I'm going to email him and I'll be there in two weeks. So pray about that conversation. If you okay. Would. Yeah. For sure. No, I, th so I think you're right on that too. Yeah. yeah. So that's that's what I have. Uh, God just really continued to bring those to the forefront of my mind during the conference. Super. Thank you, Jean. Any, any, and so we'd be ready for someone else in here next. Anybody with anything, Scott? All right. So, uh, um, so Dave Neville uh, preached yesterday in the the uh, finishing strong, and uh, and he talked about uh, Romans twelve one about being a living sacrifice, and that's that's a hard verse, uh, be a living sacrifice. But he he honed in on by the mercies of God, and it's not it's the mercies of God that's that's that motivation for being a sacrifice. And so, um, I mean, God's rich with mercy, right? I mean, none of us deserve salvation, but he, his mercy gave us that. And so, um, that really, that really struck me. It's a lot, it's a lot easier to crawl up on the altar when it's God's mercy that's putting you there. You, you know that the end of that thing is good. So uh, that was the, that was one thing. And then the other thing, and this really doesn't have, it's not really tied to any of what was going on specifically, but um, I don't know. I'm, I guess I'm kind of lazy. I'm pretty content just to like be here and disciple some people once in a while and help out in living well and just kind of be in the background, preach once in a while. But uh, um, God's really been enlarging my heart this week specifically for being part of these church plants and, and going. And so I went to Boston. And I tell you, I don't want to be the spearhead, the guy that does the church plant, because I saw the wear and tear on those guys. So as you're, if you have... If you have any inkling of praying for or supporting our missionaries, do it. Um, because when uh, Rich Samuelson and I went there, uh, the number one thing that they needed when we got there was just fellowship. They just needed a break. They needed like-minded Christians just to sit back and just uh, take a deep breath. And uh, um, so, yeah. So that's one. But the other thing is, is like, like I want to go and, and go to these places and encourage them. I want to go to Dallas. I want to go to Wyoming and, uh, and uh, Nairobi. I want to go to these places and, and be part of what's going on there. And so, uh, um, yeah, it's just something, something the Lord's doing in my heart. So like I said, it's not tied to any particular message, but so.
Okay, so it's actually tied to the whole thing. I mean, Mike mentioned particularly that you are encouraging when you when you went to Boston. Mike told me that last night. Um, so yeah, you can be a Barnabas. You can be an encourager. So, so I would, I'm just going to take a minute here to uh, preach something that I, that I presented in the finishing strong breakout session. And this, this is tied into what Scott was saying. So Scott's saying, I, I want to go and I want to be an encourager and I want to encourage Boston and Tampa and Dallas and Denver and Wyoming and Nairobi. And I want to, I want to go and do, okay. But Scott had a heart attack. What's your blood pressure now? What's your cholesterol level now? How, how are you, you tore that knee and then how you, you had that surgery. Okay. So Scott is now finally at 50, 53, Scott has finally learned the things that God has been just working on Scott for the last, how long you been saved? For, the, for 13 years, God has just been taking Scott's life circumstances and just been pouring the word of God, the spirit of God, and brought him to a level of maturity where at 53, Scott can actually now go all over the world and he sees it. I can go there and be an encouragement to these front lines people. I, I, yes, Lord, I want to do that. Okay, but here's the deal. Ready? We have to steward our lives in such a way that we can do that. So what I taught on in the Finishing Strong breakout session was out of Psalm chapter 90. And I'll just present two things in two minutes. One is, by reason of strength, you can get 10 more years. So you get 70 years, historic lifespan, 70, you know. If by reason of strength, you get 80 years, well, it's, they're still going to be tough years. Okay, but by reason of strength, you can get 10 more years. If I'm 60... And, my life, and I get 70 years, but by reason of strength, I can get 80 years. That's actually a 50% increase on my lifespan. Heart disease and cancer is, is probably what's going to kill you. Okay? Get your blood pressure down through lifestyle or get it treated. Don't let it just go up. Get your cholesterol down through lifestyle. If you can't get it down through lifestyle, get it treated because heart disease is the number one killer. Number two is cancer. If you got some lump or bump, go get it checked out. Don't let blood in your urine go for six months and then just see if it goes away. There's a, there's a window. That mole, I had to get it removed. There's a window. So, so get your annual screening, cancer screenings done. Go get your checkup, get your blood work done, all that kind of stuff, your mammograms and, and women's, get all that stuff done because it's heart disease, cancer, and, and that sort of thing. Now, the other thing is lifestyle. 
healthy lifestyle includes regular exercise, both strength training of some sort and endurance stuff of some sport. We, oh, my knees are bad. I can't run. Okay, we'll go swim or bike or walk. You can walk. Well, I can't walk very far. Well, not yet. Get started. Get going. Start really slowly. Improve, increase very slowly. Keep doing it, though. Don't quit. And then the Mediterranean diet or the mind diet. All these things. This is how you get your 10 years. Pushes back the diabetes. Doesn't mean you won't get it. But let's push it back 10 years. Pushes back the heart disease. Doesn't mean you won't get it, but you get 10 extra years of life. Does that make sense? Because here's the thing. By the time I'm looking around this room, God has invested in every one of you. Don't despise that. Turn off the TV. To shut out, put down the phone and steward your health for his glory and don't despise all the things that he's given you. Okay, so, so that was my breakout session and I brought in Allison Pruitt from Midtown who's a physical therapist and we actually did exercises. Like we're all in here doing squats and lunges and rubber bands and things in order to just get, like literally get moving. And the other, the other, and the last thing here, and okay, so three things in five minutes. Okay, <clears throat> supplements are fine. Weight loss diet plans are fine, but they are not the solution. My lifestyle has resulted in my tummy. Um, an owner mindset instead of a steward mindset. So I eat what I want, when I want, however much I want. And I end up gaining 30 pounds. Like, how'd that happen? I wonder. Lifestyle of unhealthy eating and not exercising is the problem. Don't fix that problem with a solution that doesn't match the problem. If an unhealthy lifestyle is the problem, the solution is a healthy lifestyle. That's regular exercise and the Mediterranean diet. That's really the answer. Okay, that, that's the answer. And then if I do that and I still want to lose weight, well, then I'll go do my intermittent fasting. But to do my intermittent fasting without actually fixing the lifestyle is kind of dumb. That's what Dr. Best has been doing for the last 10 years is being kind of dumb. Don't be dumb. Don't. Does that make sense? The solution needs to fix the problem. I could drop... I mean, I could do the Atkins diet and I could drop 30 pounds. I could get the weight off I need to have a normal BMI. It's not, didn't fix the problem. The problem isn't the weight. The weight is a symptom of the problem. Okay, anyway. So do we have another testimony from, uh, from uh, our group up there? So if, if you want to give a testimony and you're online, just go ahead and unmute and get started. Yes, <clears throat> we came back to, um, this is Dad Best. Hello, Dad. The other Pastor Best, yes. <laughs> um, <clears throat> and uh, we came back early, but in the story of uh, Eliezer finding the bride, two things stood out. One, if this indeed was Eliezer, he's getting along in years. So... He's tuned into the master, but he's also tuned into the fact 
that he may not have uh, a long time to do this. Those three months or however long it took him to get there. And so uh, he, there's a sense of urgency. So that struck me because uh, I think Eliezer and I were about the same age. And then the next thing was uh, he broke some social rules in order to get his work done because to, to insist on telling his mission before he sat down for the hospitality was kind of a breach of uh, a breach of that culture. And yet uh, the urgency was upon him uh, with his mission from the master to do this. So he just went ahead and took the chance of uh, breaking that in order to uh, get this connection made. Those two things stood out. Not, not that I recommend breaking social customs, but they're not the main thing. The main thing is the mission for the master. No, I, I actually, that's really good. We, we do have to be countercultural if we're going to find the bride for the, the son of the master. Yeah, that's, I thought, Dad, you were going to say that he was countercultural when he was talking to the pretty girls at the well. And, oh. The, that that was going to be a mission that you were called to. <laughs> well, uh, I thought about that, but uh, you know. Uh. <laughs> no, that's really good. I, I uh, you know, the, the, so, okay. So we had the finishing strong breakout session. And for those of us that do hear the clock ticking, the other thing out of Psalm 90 is number your days, you know, and, and, um, in, in Joe McCaig's message out of Romans 13, the, the, the night is far spent. We do not have much time left. It's time to wake up, suit up, and straighten up. This is what Joe he finished with. He said, we need to be living like we're leaving. Strangers and pilgrims don't spend a lot of time sinking down roots into this world. They're not entangled with the affairs of this life, you know. Uh, they're, they're living in tents and they can get up and move at any time. And, you know, so I don't know, dad, I think you're right. I think there is an urgency. And if we have to be countercultural to get her done, then so be it. Um, what did he say? He said, I'm not going to sit down. I'm not going to eat. I don't remember exact words there, but we do a lot yeah. of sitting down and eating when the bride yes. hasn't yeah. been, you know, well, I'll tell you what, any, anything else in closing? And then we'll kind of wrap up early with the weather and such. It's probably not a bad idea to, to wrap up a little early. But, but any, any – so, so like last chance to, to share something. Yeah, I would let you add something. Okay. Wuggy's going to add something here. Yeah, the, the course of uh, finishing strong is uh, – uh we in the churches we is we we heard about spiritual things uh but the the course of finishing strong is uh, uh we need to finish strong 
physical, spiritual, and even our souls, our mentality. And uh, the balance we need to, to maintain between our body and our spiritual issues is, is very important because I can't finish strong spiritually unless I can move, function with my body until the end. Uh, so uh, that's why I just would like to thank you about that. Finishing the strongest, not we, we call it finish the mission strong, serve the God till the end of your, your life and so on and so on. But I can't do that without this, uh, uh, this tent can move well until the last day of my, or I will ask Xander, would you carry me to Egypt so I can breach? It, it, it will not function well. So I need to finish strong in a physical way, a spiritual way, and uh, also mentality. I, I would like to, to be in sound mind and sound soul and not emotionally move or something like that. Thank you, Chris. What's the verse? And I think it's First Thessalonians five twenty three. Prospering in your body, your soul, and your spirit. Yeah, Gail. Okay, come on up, Gail, and and I think Gail will probably finish us up, and then and then online, if you guys want to stick around and share there, um, feel free to do that. Well, I've got a different twist on all this than everybody else, and. You know, it boils down, you know, I read that we're all to be ministers of reconciliation and maybe the go there, go, maybe for all of us. I mean, there's some of us here that aren't going to be going. There's some of us that we, we can uh, pray and we can support and so forth, but there's some of us that just aren't going to go. I mean, it's hard to get me to go to Missouri. You know, I don't know how I'm going to be going, you know, to Kenya or something like that. But what can I do? Well, what, what I can do is make myself available. And uh, it's I've, I've, my eyes have been opened so much by just getting that Bible and being disciplined, disciplined to be someplace where I may reach people. For me, it's Panera and just be there. And I was telling Chris and some others that so many people came up to me this week. I couldn't believe it. We're talking to me, but it was, I mean, I never got to lead anybody to Christ. But what it was, was there was an opportunity to, to be a hearer and listen to them. They see the Bible sitting there on, on, on the table and they know where I'm coming from. And then it's, you know, the way the Lord works, maybe the, the Lord's working for us individually in different ways. I had major disaster things I was taking care of at the house. My neighbor comes over yesterday and asked me if I could help him cut down this tree. Do you have a come along? Well, yeah. So I know this sounds corny, but my back was killing me from what I was doing. I can't be leaning over like that very long. So I go over to Peter's house. I ring his doorbell and a tree is leaning up on his over his house. And it's leaning like this. And man, we better get that out of here because the storm's coming. And that thing's, I mean, this is not a tiny tree. This is a good sized tree. So he says, okay, I got to set my uh, grandbaby down. 
and uh, for a nap because his wife was there. And uh, come over and get you when she takes a nap. I said, okay, that's great. We'll be running a chainsaw and everything with the baby trying to nap. So I went home and I laid on the floor and my back was killing me. And I'm praying to God for this thing because I'm, I'm, I'm afraid that I probably overstepped my ability to do this thing. And uh, the doorbell rings and make a long story short, I loaded up my chainsaw on my truck and all my stuff. And I had this one cable that was wrapped up. I've never used it before. I got it at a garage sale. And it doesn't look very long. It looked like it'd go from here to that post. And so I grabbed it in the chain. I we go over there and we hook it to the bad tree and we hook it to this good tree. And the cable was just long enough to fit from that tree to the come along to the chain around that tree perfectly. And so we cranked it and I cut it. It fell down absolutely perfectly where, where it wanted to go, which I don't know how that happened. So we're cutting this thing up. And uh, he said, what are we going to do with all this wood? I said, well, we'll just stack it up here at the curb and put a sign. Maybe someone will get it. Well, they've been trying to do that for weeks down the street. So as we're doing this corny stuff, the neighbor comes out. Big old guy. He's like Fat Albert on the Bill Cosby thing. Hey, hey, hey. So he comes out there. Nicest. The minute I saw him, I liked him. And he's there. And he's got a rake. And he goes, what are you guys doing? I said, well, we got, we're making some wood. He goes, oh, what are you going to do with that wood? Why? And he's, Peter says, well, you want it? He goes, yeah, well, it's all yours. So we cut this thing up. And so this morning I'm reading in the book of Mark about Jesus with the five loaves of bread and the two fish and how he stretched that out for the 5,000. Well, he stretched out that cable for me. I'm thinking this guy's name is Mark. And then Lou Gossip Jr. lookalike is, is his son. So we, he got his grandson. So we were able to get this tree down safely. And we were able to get him all this wood that he wanted for his fireplace. And then talking with Peter, my wife came over and talked to Peter. And she says, oh, Gail's written some books. Well, I'd like to read one of them. So I went over and took, took him one of my books. But the thing is, is my book, it's a carnally written book, but it's sneaky because it talks, it talks about, you know, leading people really to God. It talks a lot of stuff about God. So hopefully that that would work. But uh, I know it's kind of a goofy example. But I, I, I think that what it got for me is, you know what, I don't know what, where I'm going to be. It is, is the Lord going to use me to go somewhere? Or maybe it's just to stay up here, you know keeping doing what I'm doing, learning the word and trying to share it with others because, you know, we plant seeds and as long as we're available and we're in prayer and in his word, I think that that's, that that's a lot. No, that's really good. I think it's maybe clarifying the, the point of be there isn't the going like, like we're not saying go to Boston and then you can, hang out with god or go to Nairobi. no it's it's th this in your life be all about the presence of god then and only then really are you going to be any good like if you just like i can go to panera as a christian and just go there and eat and it's all just carnal 
has nothing to do. But I could, if, if I'm spending time with the Lord and I'm at Panera and, and, and Xander walks in and he sees Christ in me. Now that requires Chris getting out of the way. Chris has to be led to the altar and be have his will broken and be, be broken and then to live out Christ, have to be contrite. But then, then Xander can see Christ in me. And when people see Christ, it changes them. And some people are really drawn to it and some people hate it. They're like, crucify that guy. Well, we're not, you know, those people, the, hey, c- c- you know, be, a, be there. And then be accessible to people and God's going to use you. And it doesn't matter if you're in Denver or Laramie or Dallas or Boston or Tampa or Kansas City or Nairobi. That's just geography. But wherever you are, be there. Quality time with God. This is love language. I love that. Okay. So, Christine, one last thing. We keep having last things. Christine uh, understands and relates being accessible as, as having a ministry of availability. Yeah, that's on her list. It's on list 17 L sub point four that you, you, we need to be available. Now she calls it her ministry of availability. And so it's actually creating margin. If her piece of pay, if her life is a piece of paper, it's creating margin in her life so that she is actually accessible. Half the time, I'm not accessible because it's during service time that I interact with everybody and I've got, now my list is only like three things, but that's all I can hang on to. But it's like, ah, I, I, yes, c- can we talk while we walk? Because I've got three things and I've got a meeting later and it's, it's not good. You know, be not many masters. I'm still trying to hand off some stuff to, to other people so that I can be more available. So that's, that's really good. Ministry of availability. Living like we're leaving. It's, it is the last times that we're living in. Super exciting time to be alive and to be able to serve the Lord. But it's not time to drop the ball. It's not time to quit. It's not time to go rest. Seventh day is when we rest. The Sabbath day. We rest spiritually, but we don't physically. We need to be about our father's business. So, all right, I'm going to close this out in prayer. Love you guys. I thank God for you. This conference, you guys, if you missed some of the sessions, pick them up because it really is kind of a charge that's going to carry us throughout a lot of the year. So father, we love you. We thank you for your word. Thank you for mission focus and just all the work that went into it, Lord. And, and I pray that the seeds that were sown would not Lord just fall amongst bad soil that's choked out or that's rocky or that's hardened, but God, we would, we would take that. I pray for Jean and the conversations that, that she has coming. I pray for, Marlene and her back surgery just got pushed off two weeks and uh, she, that, that means two more weeks of pain and inability, disability. And so father, would you strengthen her and give her grace and Lord, you know, I just pray for healing. Uh, Lord, you can do surgery without doing surgery. And so father, would you just heal her?
And um, so, Father, I pray for those that are sick, that, that they would get better. For those that couldn't be here, would you just encourage them with the encouragement that they would have gotten, you know, through, because when we come together, it's encouraging. And would you encourage them, Father? Uh, and God, whatever it is you're trying to show us, we just want to say yes to it. Even before you, you know, you give the specific instruction, our answer is yes, we'll do it. Uh, we love you. We thank you in Jesus' name. Amen.